KXNO Des Moines. And now, from the Lithia Body and Paint Sports Desk, powered by BMW of Des Moines, this is an X's and O's update on 1460 KXNO. And I'm Trent Condon. The Iowa Wild, desperate for a win, found themselves in Grand Rapids last night. Back to Manel once more. O'Reilly loads. Fires. He scores! A rocket from O'Reilly! The call from Joe O'Donnell on KXNO. Iowa snaps an eight-game losing streak. The Wild sit in fourth place in the last playoff spot in the Central Division. The Wild will be back on their home ice starting tomorrow against Chicago before finishing Saturday against Raptors. The baseball and the Cardinals keep winning. And Molina serves it into left center. That's well hit. Molina's first home run of the year. Cardinals win 7-2 on the call from Fox Sports Midwest. Tonight on 1460 KXNO, it's Barnstormers Weekly with Joe Stacy, 6 o'clock from Mac Jack. Live from the Wild Rose Casino in Jefferson Studios, you'd rather be here. This is 1460 KXNO. Sports radio in Iowa starts and ends right here. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back. Trent's 39th birthday. Wish him an HBD at at Trent Condon on Twitter, at Trent Condon on Twitter. I always miss your birthday. January? December 27th. I knew it was in the winter. Scott Sipker. Yes. Corey Kuhn, who produced John Miller's show and me and that other guy's show. Uh-huh. Um, here at KXNO. He's a, there were all three of us there. And Gary Palmer, the CEO at Prairie Meadows, were all December 27th. Those are three that I know of. I saw Gary's uh, mug last night. Yeah, the uh, television commercial for Prairie. Nope, wasn't that. Oh, I saw that earlier in the week for the first time, too. So I put together a little date night since I was away for basically a week with the <laughs> wife last night. We went to the Temple Theater and uh, watched Men Are For Mars, Women Are For Venus a, a little Where's one. Where's the Temple Theater? Uh, right by the Sculpture Park over in that area. I'm not sure. Over here, you mean behind me? Yes, yes. Yeah, I don't get out much. You and Scrunch don't take no, a stroll through the, through the Sculpture Park? No, no. no? And th- thankfully, she doesn't listen to, to the show, so she wouldn't put any ideas in her head. Uh-huh. Uh, no, we don't. So I'll pass it along to her. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, so she went through a play. Is went that to, what you're saying? It was a yeah, one-man show, and it was entertaining, really good. I know uh, Andrew Downs, in fact, uh, interviewed, I think, the, the guy that, that ran oh, the Oh, yeah, the guy that we were, that was in here last week. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So uh, really cool. It, it was a fun time. You good bought tickets out. or you got tickets given to you? Bought tickets. It you was, really did. It was a gift for the wife. We went to eat beforehand, went to Bubba. You ever been there? I have not. It was good. Yeah, very, very good there. Southern comfort food, right? Yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. A little chicken and uh, some green beans and asparagus, and I was ready to go for the play and mm-hmm. a good night away from sports. And I, when I got back and started watching the Twins game, then after she went to bed, oh uh, boy, that, that they blew up in the fifth inning again, Trent. There was a point. Oh, there is he now. I'm watching a fast forward, so it is different than yeah, watching a pitch by pitch. You're right. But more, he was mowing people down. And he then all of a sudden, great. the fifth inning, Trent, they walked six. In seven batters, He hit. they hit one. And, of course, they were in the bullpen very quick. And walked six. Seven guys reached base without a hit four in a third, row. Four two-thirds, right? And then Yes, four two-thirds. Just how does that happen? I, back-to-back I don't get nights, it. Back-to-back nights. Right. Can't get the 15th out. Yeah. 
It's crazy. It, it, it is. That's, but they're playing well, Trent. You've got to be happy with it. I really am. I like the team. construction of this team. I'm excited. Sano will come back, and we'll see what he can give. Buxton at least looks like he has a chance up there. He does. I'm excited about that. Max Kepler and Jorge Polanco, the two guys they gave those, bought out the arbitration years, mm-hmm. gave them some extra money up front. Both those guys look like they are morphing into maybe not stars, but very good major league players. Well-constructed team, but... You like Scope? No. You don't? No. He, he's showed some pop lately. Yeah. That's one that I'd rather I'm not, have Dozier? No, not that either. Okay. I, I'm just waiting for Nick Gordon, Royce Lewis, those guys to start to come up. They're middle infielders that are on the cusp. That, that's more what I'm waiting for. But their problem is bullpen. There's still huge question marks there. Cubs, question mark. Bullpen. The Royals is maybe one of the worst bullpens I've ever seen. I, I think you said the two worst, for the, uh, the Royals or the Cubs. Cubs are getting a little bit better. but They're hideous. You look yeah. around baseball. But the Royals are absolutely atrocious. They're, uh, the bullpen. <laughs> yes, it's a gas mm-hmm. can every single time seemingly they come in. Mm-hmm. Outside of Yankees, who's really good. Mm-hmm. Who, Rays. Yes, there, there's a good one too. Yeah. But At bullpens in general. Is that just the time that we're in? Pitchers aren't going uh. as long. Well, yeah, probably. still trying to find roles, mm-hmm. situations. Is that just where we are? And because on the calendar, you mean? Yeah, in, yeah because of the I usage so. of bullpens is so much more now than it right. used to be. Right. And because there's more roles available, maybe it's just more of a sorting out process. Is that, would that be? I think it's maybe a fair it, idea. I think so. Ten games in, I think it probably is. Yeah. Uh, if you're a Cubs fan today, you're three and eight. Your team is. Yeah. Um, and you're sending Quintana to the bump tonight. I mean, be you excited about that? Really? When is? The panic going to set in. I mean, what we usually we do checkpoints, right? Mm-hmm. You and I have done checkpoints. First one is Memorial Day. Second one is the All Star break. Third is the or maybe July the fourth. Then the trade deadline, and then uh, then Labor Day. Um, Trent, they're three and eight. We're halfway. We're not even halfway through April yet. The good news is the Brewers just got swept out at the Angels. Okay. So they're they got beat again yesterday? He did last did they, night. Really? Three in a row. Wow. The Angels. So maybe coming back to the pack, if they were eleven and two, mm. the Brewers. Mm-mm-mm. I think this conversation would be more concerning. The Cardinals are playing good baseball. Right. They played really well against the Dodgers here the last few days. I've been impressed by them. But the starting pitching for the Cubs, your best pitcher, Lester, who's a bulldog, mm-hmm. he's hurt. He's hurt. Hamels is on the backside of his career. On the backside of his career. Darvish, we talked about, $126 million. Signed 14 months ago. He's got one win. Oh, and look at you in March. You were all excited. I, I was. I was. I was. Absolutely. You know, heard all the right things. Quintana has never taken no, that step. No. And Kyle Hendricks, he throws 86 miles an hour. Yeah. And they just uh, gave him an, an extension before they left Arizona. I like Hendricks. I think he'll be fine of the starters, but... Man, oh man. And they're hitting the ball. How about Jason Hayward? Yes. Jason Hayward's got four home runs. He had a Jason bounce back Hayward. last year. He was so much better. Better, a year yes. Ago. Better. Still not what you'd expect out of a guy. No, you're for the money that. you're paying him and right. the years you've got left. You're right. But he's off to a great start. Yes, Trent. he is. The offensively, Schwarber's doing his thing. He's yeah. hitting bombs. Yeah. Bryant looks back healthy and yeah. good to go. You know, it's still room for the, the average in Rizzo as well. Yes, yes. But you you feel confident yeah. that those guys that it's nothing injury related. Mm-hmm. Offensively, they're going to be fine. I think Wilson Contreras is having, going to have a bounce back beer from what he was offensively. Yeah, because he had a wall last year. He really did. Yep. Offensively, you're fine. But at this point, it doesn't feel like the organization is going to spend money, right? Well, they're they're over the threshold. I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean who, who are they going to bring in? And and that's the other part. You bring in the Craig, the Craig Kimbrough yeah, conversation. The, right, right. 
All right, it's going to take that's him. That's every team that's off to a struggling start. And he's the answer to the problems. I heard Nationals uh, talking uh-huh. about that. It, on and on and on. It's going to take him a month to get geared up. Yes. If you give him a one-year deal, is he? could he be a clubhouse? I don't want to say cancer, but a problem. A guy that chip on his shoulder, rub people the wrong way. You're constructed already. You're bringing this guy in. I just yeah, but he arrives with a resume, though. He does he have a resume. As a world champion. Yeah, maybe that makes a little bit easier. I get your point, though. I get your point. And the the best point of, the, of of that you made was you know it's not like you sign him today and he's it's available tomorrow. Right, right, right. You're it's looking May, middle of May, middle of May. Yes, probably closer to Memorial Day. We've got to take a timeout. We're going to come back. We're going to put a capper on the college basketball season as far as the Hawkeyes. We're going to pick Wade Looking Bill's uh, brain on the Cyclones. Well, he's a college basketball fan. He's a former Hawk, but he's a fan. Mm-hmm. So we'll do both teams with Wade Looking Bill and thank him for what he did for us throughout the regular season. We'll do that. Uh, that's next. Miller and Connor, we're going to talk some golf as well. Where are we with Tiger? Uh, I just took it down a moment ago. I had it up here on the screen. I do. The leaders are two under. Um, Tiger Woods is one under. How about a couple of other big names? Harding and Wise, John Rahm. First American is a guy I've never heard on the leaderboard. Peyton Kaziri? Sure. Right? I'll take your word for it. And then there's my flag. He's one under. That guy that won last week in San Antonio, Corey Connors, who nobody yeah. gave a prayer. He's off to a good start as well. Wade Looking Bill Dex, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460. F223 Hugs. Des Moines Con in Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Welcome back. Time to finish our college basketball conversation for the season. Eh, nah, probably not. Right? Nah, nah, <laughs> now nah, we nah, get nah, to nah, that. Nah. We'll get back into it. Well, right now, Wade Looking Bill going to join us. Wade, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on. How are you, Wade Looking Bill? Really good. Really good. Thanks for having me back on. I'll appreciate quite it. A, quite a finish to the tournament. It really was. Let's start there. Um, you know, the first weekend, it was good. Yeah, but we've seen better, right? We've seen more drama, but it was still good. The second and third weekends, Wade, my God, that those were maybe all-timers. I know latest is always the greatest, right? But, boy, oh, boy, both of those final two weekends, outstanding. They were great, yeah. You're right. The the Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, those first four days, games weren't they were okay, but there wasn't really anything that was close. You know, most of the most of the seeds were kind of chalk and held true, but boy, that final weekend and then the final four was was terrific. Uh Doc Sadler, by the way, has officially resigned from Southern Miss. Mm, Lincoln really? Bound is yeah. where Doc yep. Sadler was become. Yep. What do you think of that hire? Uh in the end of the Big Ten, how will you how do you think Hoyberg's gonna do? You know, I think I think Fred's going to do really well. You know, obviously Nebraska is a is a tough tough job. You know, it's it's just one of those places where football is is first, spring football second, and yeah. you know volleyball and you know basketball is is better, and they have great fan support. They they draw really well. It's just that you know a little bit like Iowa, maybe even Iowa State. You know, if it's a Midwest kid, he's got to turn down, you know, Kansas and all the all the blue bloods. To, to get to Nebraska, um, now I think Fred will run it. You know, very similar to his time at Iowa State, he'll take transfers and he'll, you know, sell kids on that on that MBA type of program. Which he'll that that's how he'll run it. And you know, he's still got name recognition. And if you're a, you know, a, a you know top 
52 guard in the country. You can, you can go play for Fred, who played 10 years in the NBA, was a GM in the NBA, coach in the NBA. He can show you how to get there. And I think that's what he'll try to sell his kids, his recruits. It's, uh, it's certainly something that, that Iowa State fans are going to have to live with. Iowa fans, a different maybe team that you're going to have to contend with to get into the NCAA tournament. As you look back at the tournament and the teams that were there in Texas Tech and Virginia, not Blue Bloods playing for a championship, they did it with defense. What what can Iowa take away? I don't know they don't have the same yeah. link, maybe some of the same athleticism to play at that high of a level, but what can Iowa take away specifically on the defensive end from what they saw in this year's tournament? You know, it's a good point. Now, if you look at Virginia, you know, they got they've got four or five NBA players on that team. Yes. You know, the the Hunter kids, the lottery pick, the I can never pronounce his name, the kid with the blonde hair, you know, his athletic. Diakite. There you go. There you go. Kyle Guy's going to have a chance to play in the NBA. Uh, Ty Jerome is much better than I thought he yeah, would. Yeah, me that too. Play. He is a good player. So they've got, you know, pros on that team. But I think what they did differently, and I, I hate that style. I, it, I, every time Virginia's on on a Thursday night ACC game, I really find it hard to watch them play. But you have to give credit because both those schools play that same style. And I think you have to get the buy-in. You know, if you're a a top 50 kid, it can go about anywhere you want. You have to be kind of sold on why you should go to Virginia. You know, you want to go somewhere where you can run and gun and shoot and score a bunch of points. But, hey, if you come to Virginia, you can do that. Maybe you're going to average 15 a game instead of 19, but you're going to play defense. And if you don't want to do that, you're not a great fit to come to Virginia. Now, I think what, what I was got to do is they just got to take some pride in the – a little bit more pride on the defensive end. Instead of giving up, you know, 42 points in a quarter to Michigan, give up give up 37. You know, it doesn't take a lot. Now, Virginia was very fortunate, very fortunate. Should have lost to Purdue, should have lost to Auburn, probably should have lost in regulation in the final. Yeah. You have to have a little bit of luck. But they got it done with a great system that, that works for them. Uh, when the double dribble happened, Wade, when you're watching the game, did did you realize say there should have been a, uh, the whistle should have gone there? That that's a that's a double dribble. We what what were they still playing on for? You know, uh, did I you know it was a kick ball? I thought it was I did the, ball. likewise. I, I just don't know the rules well enough. But man, you just you, you think and you know everyone says well none of the coaches complained about it or there wasn't this uproar, but that's not their job. Those three officials, that's their job to know that that's playing and the guy was right there in position watched the whole thing now you could say well i forget who the kid was was trying to foul him you know because they had fouls to give mm-hmm. and everything but man it's just something where now i agree with the with the foul on on the three you know that was right a foul now yep. you could argue you call that with whatever it was two seconds left in the game but that was a foul it definitely affected mm-hmm. his shot but you also say to auburn i think they missed the second free throw that that, that would have put them up three you know, so there's just all these scenarios, but I think it's it's embarrassing that in a Final Four game, this isn't some you know Tuesday night game in in the in the Pac-10 or Pac-12 where they missed that call. This isn't a Final Four. This this is the best of the best, and they don't know the rules well enough to make that call. It makes me question, you know, what they're doing with the officials. Couple of uh, calls that went against Texas Tech in a way. The the biggest one was the trip that no question was it a trip uh, as Texas Tech was leading by three. But then also the instant replay where the ball hit off of yeah. 
uh, what, Maretti's uh, pinky, yep. yeah, just barely grazed it. It's a law of unintended consequences, too. Wade, it drives me crazy watching NBA, college, whatever, when they go to the replay, a guy goes over the back, knocks the ball out of bounds, but it actually hits off the hand of the guy who was in front and had the rebounding position. But at last touch, because they didn't call a foul, the guy that had the front hand there. This is something that, is there a way to correct it? Is there a way because, yes, to the letter of the law, it last touched that person, but you know there was a foul. Is there anything that basketball officiating or replay officials could do to correct what that is? Yeah, the only thing I've thought of is is to just limit. I think I think the NFL, you get so many a half. You guys would know better. You know, you get so many challenges mm-hmm. per game or per half. You know, maybe do something like that where we're not automatic. Final, I don't even know what the rule is. The final two minutes of the game yep. or whatever it is. Every time it just drives me nuts, especially like when a when a game when a team's up seven with twenty five seconds to go, just call make the call. You know, it's probably not going to affect the game. But I agree with you, Trent. I I thought that was the wrong call. I thought Texas Tech got that. That was a bad call. Was there, you know, irrefutable evidence? I didn't see it. I didn't either. Or maybe a thumbnail. Yeah. Maybe, but I, it's too bad. And just I think it just they have to do something because it's just first off the. The, the flow of the game is bad, and I, I think it's a huge disadvantage when those teams are out of timeouts, and then they, you know, go to go to the to <laughs> get a freebie monitor review. They get a free timeout. Yeah. It's just, you know, it, there's a lot of things they're doing right, but there's still some some work they have to do. No doubt about it. Uh, Tyler Cook and Lindell Wigington, two guys that have uh, some work to do here as they lead up to the uh, NBA draft. I, I don't begrudge either one of them with the decision they've made. I think they clearly both uh, want to uh, you know, get paid for playing basketball. I don't think either one of them is going to uh, set foot in our state at least next year as, as a player. Maybe they'll come back with uh, to visit, whatever. Um, Tyler Cook, how will you remember his Hawkeye career, Wade Looking, Bill? You know, just brought so much athleticism that I can't remember another Iowa player that had that. You know, maybe maybe Gary Wright. You know, he's even older than I don't remember a lot of Sir Jam a lot, but just a guy that was just physically and athletically almost every night the best athlete on the court. We just have not seen a kid like that. And you know, you can say about getting better or not getting better, but you know, he played hard, and I I, I thought he played with enthusiasm. Um, you know, wish he would have maybe improved a little bit more, especially from a sophomore to a junior year. But he's going to make some money somewhere. I don't know if it's going to be the NBA, but he can go overseas and he'll have a great career. And you know, I'm I'm glad he came to Iowa. Uh, Lindell Wigginton's athleticism. Speaking of you know Tyler Cook's athleticism, Wigginton's yeah. is just off the charts. That vertical is unbelievable. He has no business going up and grabbing rebounds uh, that he yeah. does, especially so some of the guys he's going up against. He he's clearly I I think played his uh, final game uh, in, in Ames. I'd be shocked if he comes back. Hope he does. Hope they all come back. Uh, yeah. But uh, don't think he will. Lindell Wigginton's athleticism. What will that do for him as he tries to go to the next level? You know, this is the thing with you can look at. Lindell and, and Tyler, you know, what is their position going to be in the NBA? You know, Tyler's six, eight and a half power forward. You know, that's that's that, that's a challenge, right? Right. There. You know, that's something where, you know, you got to be six ten, six eleven. Mm-hmm. Lindell Wigginton, is he a two? Is he a one? You know, not really either one. Now, Lindell, I, I think he's affecting Taylor Horton Tucker's decision because Lindell, you know probably had a higher draft stock last year. Yep. He's been fighting through injuries and just, you know, never really started a game this year. I think, you know, part of that, THT says, hey, I, my, my stock is high. I may be a late first rounder, early second rounder, but I'm going to come out and see what happens. So 
I think both Lindell and, and Tyler will have a chance. I don't know if either one's going to get drafted, but they'll be in camp somewhere. And, and that just comes down to a lot of luck. You know, I think Lindell's almost got a better chance because he can, he can spot you at the one, play some two. It just comes down to who those guys going to guard. You know, can, can Lindell guard the twos in the NBA and, and, and can, can Tyler guard the fours? You know, as you uh, move past the guys that aren't going to be here and you look at next year's Iowa and Iowa State squads, Iowa State feels like even more holes to fill, of course, with the senior losses that they have for Iowa. It's Nicholas Bear uh, that's moving on after this year, along with Tyler Cook, as we mentioned before. Wade, your teams, your final three seasons in Iowa City, got to the tournament, lost in the second round. That second round matchup, it was Duke two t- times for you, and then Roddy Rogers and Wake Forest the yeah. other time. You're going to be playing somebody good there. What's it take? What's it take for this Iowa team to take that next step and get to a second weekend? So this is what I think. I, I think everybody's got to get better. You know, Joe, Joe Wieskamp, great freshman year, but he's got to be, you know, going from 10 points a game to 14 and a half, maybe 15. You know, Bohannon's got to get better defensively. He just, he just, and I don't, I don't know how you really do that, if it's foot speed or just, or just more effort in there, but he's, he's got to get better. I think, you know, um, Cordell Pemple has got to come in and play some minutes next year. Um, Jack Nungy's going to be a big part of that. You know, Isaiah Moss has a chance to, you know, to make some money playing basketball, but he's got, he's got some things he's got to work on. I, I think the pieces are there and, and they'll have a ton of upper class, but next year, you know, I saw one of the guys had him at, as a, as a three seed already next year in the <laughs> tournament. I think that cracks me up. <laughs> that's a little bit high, but yeah. it's just funny how things change so much. You know, they beat Cincinnati, you know, well, they, they lost the last four in the conference, you know, fire Fran, beat Cincinnati, <laughs> everybody's happy. First half of the Tennessee game Abysmal. was a disaster, so yep. back to fire Fran. And then they had a great second half, and, and everybody's kind of excited. So I just think they got to get better. And defensively, they, they made improvements last year, but they have to make some more. Yeah, no doubt. I, I'm with you. As far as Iowa State, I mean, Horton, Tucker, Wigington, their leading scorer, Shayok and Weiler Babb, who had a terrific career. Yeah, Cam Lard. Yeah, you know, per- I mean, exactly. Yep. It, it's going to be tough. You know, and I think whenever you have transfers, you know, you get a kid like Shayok, who seems like a really nice kid and was a great mm-hmm. player for them. But then, you know, you take other transfers and it's kind of a crapshoot sometimes. But, you know, I I think with, with what they – I think that, I think the Halliburton kid's really good. Michael Jacobson's solid. They, they've got some pieces. Um, it's just, you know, they, they're going to have to – have their kids improve, and I'm sure they're on the phone right now trying to get that, trying to get a a, a, a grad transfer or someone that, that can come in and play right away. Because those are those are four or five really good players that are that are not coming. Probably, probably not coming back. Wait, I, I hate bringing up bad memories. I already brought up uh, your final games during your career, but I think most famously Adam Morrison in tears as they were mm-hmm. at Gonzaga losing to UCLA and losing a big lead there. We saw it here throughout this tournament. Tears in your final game at the NCAA tournament. You have tears walking off the floor after Roddy Rogers and Wake got you. <laughs> I don't know about tears. It just, you know, I think we talked about it before. When it when it ends, it ends. Yeah, you know, it's just, you don't go into that game thinking you're going to get beat. You know, we we would have had I think Kentucky in the next round, mm-hmm. and you know, so you're you're thinking about just if we can get by this one and get through. Um, it just it it just you know there. It's not like other seasons where, you know, like in a state tournament, let's say, you know, you, you have other games to look at, but man, when it ends, it ends and, you, and, and you're home six hours later. But um, I had a great career. You know, I was probably 
a little bit in over my head, especially early. And if the kid doesn't transfer from Iowa, his junior year, I don't even go there. And so I, I just was, I was just was really fortunate to play for Iowa and, and be an in-state kid and try to contribute. So very thankful. Uh, we're thankful that uh, you join us as much as you do during basketball season. Wade, thank you. Seriously, thank you for what you've done for us all season long. Look forward to doing it again next year and perhaps once or twice during the off season. Thank you, Wade. Call anytime. Thanks, guys. Yep. Good to talk to you. Wade Looking, Bill, uh, as we uh, put a capper. Maybe no, no. I, I, got, college I, got, I, got, I got a lot. More okay, good. Basketball, I'm, my blood. I'm in. I'm in. I was so that last his senior year, that mm-hmm. Wake Forest loss. Rodney Rogers was awesome. Mm-hmm. Randolph Childress, I think, was on that team. But I was, I wanted to see them play Kentucky. That Kentucky team was one of my favorites to watch. With Jamal Mashburn and company. Mm. After he went to the NBA, I got a pair of awful, awful basketball shoes. They were Fila's, <laughs> just because they were Jamal Mashburn shoes. Fila's, there's a yes. name. I forgot all about Fila's. But Mashburn and Tony Delk and Roderick Rhodes, that team was, huh. and, and to get to see Iowa against them and, yeah, and to get to a Sweet fun. 16 after yeah. you know, the two losses to Duke. Iowa wasn't beating those two teams. No, 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 no. Feel it, Trent. That's Vila. my takeaway from this conversation. I had the feel it. I'll see if I could. Uh, <laughs> I need to show you a picture of those things. They were buttes. Uh, golf conversation next. Tiger uh, missed a putt. He's back to even as he plays. I don't know. He's probably on through five or through six, yep. but uh, a lot of golf left for Tiger. The leaders are minus two, by the way. Last check. Xander Shoffley still there? Ah, uh, you're going to make me look, aren't you? And I'm going to do it for you, My Trent. Man I know he's your man, Xander. Did you take him in our pool? Uh, one of the pools I'm in, I have him. The leader is three under. Oh. The well, leader? You know who it is. Yes, I do. You want me to sing the song? I'm yeah. not sure I could anymore. It's been a while. Oh, Canada? Oh, Canada. And it's not Mike Weir. No. Maybe the most improbable Masters winner of... I mean, maybe not all time, but... Got to be up there. Certainly is. We'll talk some Masters next. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 14... Out on Facebook. Streaming live from coast to coast on iHeartRadio, this is 1460 KXNO. All right, welcome back. Miller and Condon portions of the program brought to us by our friend Dr. Stephen Fuller. He's my dentist. A couple of locations. If you're new to the area... Move from one side of town to the other. Don't feel like commuting all the way back to the west side or he'd been to the dentist for a while. Dr. Stephen Fuller, 2822 East 29th Street in Des Moines, 410 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. Find them online, fullerdental.net. Fill out your patient forms in advance. They're accepting new patients, fullerdental.net. Love that music, Trent Condon's that time of year. Mm-hmm. Azalea's. Hello, Boy, friends. it looks terrific, does it not? Augusta Beautiful. looks absolutely spectacular. Had the women's today. amateur over the weekend, which had huge ratings. Did it really? Yes. Uh, nothing women's amateur golf, not exactly a ratings masterpiece, but huge numbers. Oh, and good. It's the course. Indeed, it is. Uh, there's no question. Tony Corologos joins us as we talk uh, golf with Tony. At the uh, we're underway. Tony hooked on golfblog.com since 2004. You've been at this a while, Tony. Trenton, Ken, how are you? I am well. Very excited. The Masters has uh, already begun, and it's the best time of year for golf, for sure. Indeed, it is. Uh, you know, the leader right now, and I mean, who knows whether he's going to stay there or not, but it's a 
you know, we we talked to Matt Rudy from Golf Digest, been doing it a long time, and you know, we were talking earlier about uh, you know guys that win late, like in this case, Corey Connors wins at San Antonio this past week. Not even sure he was you know packed and had enough gear to to head to Augusta. Not that he was going to miss us. Played very few practice rounds, if at all. And there he is on top of the leaderboard. Maybe uh, ignorance is bliss in this case when it comes to this course. In his case, yeah, I think I think that's uh, definitely possible. He just he just made an eagle on fifteen, and now he's sitting on top of the leaderboard. I mean, what a crazy week and a half this guy's had. I mean, he wasn't even sure he was going to be playing any tour events, or you know, he's trying to Monday qualify, and all of a sudden he's leading the Masters. You know, uh, you'd have to think that at some point the gravity of the situation will definitely get to him mentally. But for now, it's really cool to, to watch him uh, sitting atop the leaderboard and, and see how he handles it. Tony, with the Masters, and every year we get excited. It's the first major. It's a rite of spring for us here in Iowa and for a lot of people is we're finally starting to thaw out from a long winter and we're seeing green grass sprout. But do we go too far? I, I enjoy the majors. I'll watch a tournament in between here or there. But for me, it's really about the majors do we maybe almost put too much on the Masters in comparison to the other three majors, or is it at the right spot at the top? Oh, boy. Um, you know, the Masters is is absolutely by far the best tournament in the world. Uh, it, it's put on so well. The course is so amazing. Uh, it, it's what gets everybody excited to, to begin their golf season, so... You know, I don't know, maybe, but uh, I think um, I think it's it's really awesome to start the, the season like this with seeing really amazing green grass. But I do think that the um, the the seeing too much green grass like this really is bad for your local golf courses <laughs> that are struggling. Yeah, because yeah. they're the players that frequent those courses think that they're that every golf course should look like Augusta, and they just don't have the budgets to. To produce a course like that, and if it's not green, people think it's bad. But really, the best golf in the world, other than at Augusta, is Links Golf, and that's usually brown. Indeed, it is, yeah. and it's the story at the majority of courses here throughout Iowa and the Midwest. Although in the in the Minneapolis area, they're white today. Sadly, <laughs> uh, unbelievable as, as winter just won't end. Give me your favorite hole uh, um, at Augusta. Is there one hole that? Maybe not one of the famous ones, the Amen Corner holes that seemingly everybody pays attention to. Is there one for you that maybe doesn't get enough credit that, uh, you know, it's trickier than maybe you would think? Is there one hole like that for you? Yeah. Um, I've been to Augusta a few times, and the, the hole that really stands out to me that, that television cannot do justice for is the 10th hole. The elevation change on the 10th hole is massive. Uh, when you when you're down there, you know where the balls are landing on the fairway, looking back up at the tee, it's it's just a huge drop. Mm-hmm. Par and, four, right? It's a par four. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Uh, and and hitting that green, the green, um, you know, it rolls off to the left. There's a steep embankment to the right, and it's extremely hard for the players to hit that green. And if they do, it's hard hard to keep the ball on or to to get the ball in a good position to make a birdie it's it's just an amazing hole and it's so dramatic when you're when you're there the tv uh camera angles just can't capture that tony uh, a lot of talk going into the week about the weather seemingly as they always uh, always is now the course at augusta they have implemented 
what, new drainage system and a way to dry out the greens. I was struggling to wrap my mind around it. Can you help me out at all here if they do get an onslaught of rain that the greens will be fi- fine and they can basically dry it out as much as they want? Is that fair? Yeah, they have, they have what's called a sub-air system in, in um, the greens. So they hook up these giant vacuums, uh, and they can actually uh, suck the moisture right out of the greens. Crazy. So very quickly they can get those greens right back to where they want them to be. Uh, the, some of those have been in for, for quite a long time now. So that's not an issue with the greens, but, you know, the weather is going to be pretty bad, especially on Sunday uh, 15 to 20 mile an hour winds and a 100% chance of rain currently. So it could be a bit of a mutter on Sunday, uh, and it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. So does this mean in your mind that the, uh, I mean, unless they put up some terrific scores, obviously, before then, might the might the winner of this tournament not reach double figures below par? Well, the course is playing fairly benign right now, um, and there are, are quite a few players that are starting to make some birdies. So, you know, um, typically the winning scores are in the low double digits. Yeah. Um, you know, hard to say. I think you'll see some some lower numbers, but I think the, I think those people will be coming back as the wet, bad weather comes comes in this weekend. Talking with Tony Corologos as we take a look at the Masters. He joins us, Miller and Condon, on KXNO. Tony, uh, a young guy that is off to a good start, Tommy Fleetwood, a guy that uh, was one of my picks, one of the guys that I like coming into this week. It seems like inevitable. It's a not if but when for for Fleetwood. Who else are some of the young guns that you're keeping an eye on that you think are going to start making runs at majors here in the coming year and and maybe a couple years? Well, I think uh, one of my favorite guys to, to watch is uh, Tony Finau. Mm-hmm. Tony Finau is actually from my hometown here. He lives about a 15-minute drive from me. He's an incredibly talented player, very young. Uh, you know, he's extremely long. I mean, when he wants to be, he's, he can be the longest player on tour. And, uh, you know, he carded a top 10 last year after completely dislocating his ankle right. in the par 3 yeah. uh, competition. So uh, he'd, he'd be the guy I'm, that I'd be watching out for. Yeah, interesting. Uh, Tony, my last thing for you, give us a couple of names maybe that you liked before the tournament that um, you know that we can keep an, an eye on uh, as, as this thing unfolds in front of us. Who are your picks? Uh, I, you know, the, the odds-on favorite, and it's hard to disagree with that, is Rory McIlroy. Um, he is playing very well, just won the, the, uh, um, down at TPC Sawgrass. So, you know, I just wonder if he has a mental issue with the Masters because it's the last tournament he has to win to win the Grand Slam. So, but he's the favorite. Um, I like uh, Louis Oosthuizen, uh and, uh, you know, Tiger Woods actually is looking pretty good, uh, though he has, um, you know, uh, made a bogey a couple holes ago. But he, he's looking really strong. It's just a question of whether or not he can get his putter working. His ball striking is great. Uh, Phil Mickelson going to be in the hunt this weekend? <laughs> it's hard hard to say no to that. I mean, Phil loves the Masters. He plays the mm-hmm. course very well. Even as he's getting older, his ball speed and his distance is increasing. So uh, as long as he can keep from making big mistakes, which is what he does but because he's a gambler, <laughs> yeah. Uh, he he could definitely be there come Sunday. Indeed. Great stuff, Tony. Listen, uh, thank you for having us on. We appreciate it. Uh, the blog again, Hooked on Golf. 
Blog.com's been uh, up there since 2004. That's standing the test of time. You're 15, Tony. Congratulations. Thanks for coming on. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, good to talk to you. So we talk a little golf here, Trent Condon. What are you doing this afternoon, birthday boy? Are you going to get home to watch some of this on ESPN? I hope so. Uh, had to move a few things around as uh Well, we're hopefully uh, going to be able to uh, yeah, yep. do some show prep for tomorrow. Right, right. So... Yeah, I think I'll be able to sneak that in. Mm-hmm. Maybe sneak in a good hour. Got to figure out dinner tonight. Well, wife, it's up to you, I would think. Right. Well, wife got some steaks. Was going to grill them up. What, I'd like to grill on my own, though. Yeah. But it's your birthday. I still want to cry. I'll grill them myself. She can do the sides. Yeah. Grill some steaks. Yeah. See if I can talk Ellen into watching some golf. With you, with dad, it's it's dad's birthday. It after is dad's all. birthday. No twins game. Sometimes I can, you know, kind of go that. All route. twins are off today. They're oh, off they're, they're going home too, right? They are. That's right. Going into this blizzard. It'll be fun. Huh? It's a good thing they're off today. Oh, absolutely. Right. There's no way it'd be played regardless. Uh-uh. Uh, Cubs, you like them tonight? Uh, Quintana on the hill. Oh, I have no confidence in this. I don't team. either. Three and eight. Going on with the Brewers. They go to the Dodgers now after getting swept by the Angels. It's a marquee series. I like that one. Yep. But rotation, it's been the concern with them. And when they yeah. when they hit the rough skids that they can, this is what happens. All of a sudden, our, our Midwest baseball. Well, the, the Cardinals, Cardinals are off to a good start. Yeah. The Cardinals are off to a good start. I like that, that team. That's been impressive. Yep, I done. like that team. They're a good team. We How about talk, Ozuna the other yes, day? Did you we see didn't that? even talk about it. It was so good. <laughs> Trent, oh. that's an all-timer. Yes. And you know what I loved about it? I, I This was terrific. Him and his teammates coming together during the game. And having a laugh at his expense. Yes, you know that they put the gloves over their mouths. You know that type of thing. And uh, that was that was really good theater watching those three. Uh, I think it was Bader that was. You yep, know he yep. was he couldn't keep a. You could just see he was uh, to climb the wall <laughs> and for the ball to hit eight feet in front of him. Yes, eight feet, and then tried to he tried to dive off the wall, and everybody's seen it. And I'm, I'm for the mo- I got to think the cleat, everybody's the seen cleat it. The cleat got caught. Is that what it fence. was? I think that's what that's kind of what because it was awkward, right? Yes, absolutely. As gravity took him to the ground, you can find kxno.com has the clip up on the website. If you haven't seen it, go take a look. But you're right. I think we both really liked what the Cardinals did coming mm-hmm. into this year. Yeah, Goldschmidt was a great hire, oh, a great yes. signing. Ozuna, you figured bounce mm-hmm. back year, mm-hmm. just. Well-run organization. Yeah, I see they re-upped Carpenter or extended Carpenter yep. for a couple extra years yesterday. That's good. Did uh, In your update, did you say Molina hit his first home run of the first year First home run of the year for Yachty, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, um, it's going to be a really good race. And, you know, Pittsburgh, 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 right? Yeah, just yeah. And my guy Flaherty around. struck out eight yesterday for the Cardinals, by the way. Um, I, is, is that uh, Milwaukee still, right? Yeah. I was going to say, are the Cardinals our best chance to have one of our air quote local teams? I mean, the Brewers were a game away from being the World Series. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That next step, that ascension. They still have to do something with the staff, though. Do you think people are looking and yelling at the radio right now, to, uh, telling us to uh, calm down? The Cubs aren't done. The, but uh, Trent, <laughs> they're 3-8. and eight. I get it. It's May the, what is the date today? 13th? 12th? It's April 11th. I mean April. That's what I meant to say. April 11th, my birthday. And now if we get yeah, to you May know 13th. That. Yeah. And we're still having this conversation. Right. We definitely can hit the panic button. I'm concerned. Uh, you should be. And you're not even a Cubs fan. You're a Twins fan. Uh, happy birthday. Enjoy Thank the rest you. of your Thank day. You. We'll be back tomorrow. We are hopefully going to get Paul Allen, the voice of the Vikings. Fingers crossed. Murph and Andy, too. Fanatics 4. 
Have a great day. 1460 KXNO.